your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max, a deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. And now your host for the evening, here's Sandy Max. Welcome. How you doing? This is where you get to hear and experience culture and creativity in Wisconsin and beyond. And we're going to focus on experiences tonight for sure. We call it What's on Tap. I am Sandy Max. And on the show tonight, find out ways that are fun to explore and experience Milwaukee, whether you've lived here a lifetime or you're new to the city. I'll tell you what Milwaukee bucket list item I checked off yesterday. And halfway through dry January, I'm still going strong. And it hasn't been as challenging as I thought it would be. But now we've got the Packers in a playoff game. Well, I'm here for you. You may be surprised at some of the cool bars where you can socialize non-alcoholically. Our WTMJ news reporter Jessica Gatso has a feature on that. And we'll end the show tonight with a rousing Irish-influenced song. But first, talking about experiences, today is a special day for lovers of culture and creativity like you. It is day one of Milwaukee Museum Days. Now through January 28th, that's 10 days that you can get deals and discounts, even freebies, at over 30 different organizations. And it's not just Milwaukee. Also, Racine, Racine's Art Museum, and they also have the Worcester Fine Arts Museum. And if you've never been to the Linden Sculpture Garden in River Hills, it's a great outdoor experience and it's probably even more special with the snow on the ground, but you can enjoy the arts in the outdoors and that is free for the next 10 days at the Linden Sculpture Garden. But you know, this is a great opportunity for all those times you've meant to go somewhere. This is your chance to go in. And if you go to visit Milwaukee.org, they have an interactive map and it's even sorted by not just the locations, but it's even sorted by the discounts. Like, where can you get in for five bucks? Where can you get in for free? Where can you get in for ten bucks? They make it easy for you to engage with the city and have these experiences. And I will tell you, you know, the Milwaukee domes have been a hot topic. Whether you love them, whether they should still be around, how do we preserve them? Well, the domes are part of the Museum Days celebration. If you haven't been in 20 years or in this cold weather, I think the Arid Dome sounds like a wonderful escape. Just five bucks to enjoy the Milwaukee domes and uh, reconnect with that part of Milwaukee history. And you talk about Milwaukee history. We have some very unique museums you can enjoy. Well, the Milwaukee County Historical Society downtown, just the building itself is beautiful, but they have a great collection and through these museum days they have special archive tours so don't miss out on that because a lot of these museums also have these kinds of special events you also talk about history america's black holocaust museum is a -a one-of-a-kind historical and memorial museum and it tells some very important stories and the museum itself also has a fascinating history founded by the only known survivor of a lynching, Dr. James Cameron. And the museum has had a journey where it closed temporarily in 2008, but it reopened in 2022, and that is an easy landmark to get to. You can also soak in the history at Jewish Museum Milwaukee on the east side, right on the lakefront, and they have a fascinating exhibition that opens up. It's going to be unveiled, I think, tomorrow. I think tonight's the preview, but it's all about... It's called The Book Smugglers, but it's about saving treasures from the Nazis. And you don't have to be Jewish to go to the Jewish Museum in Milwaukee. You just have to have an interest in 
the culture and the history there. You can soak yourself into the history. You can obviously go, obviously get into the arts, the Milwaukee Art Museum, also the Cedarburg Art Museum, the Charles Ellis Art Museum. You can have a lot of fun, though, too. Betty Brin Children's Museum and one of my favorites, the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. And I talked to Phil Sklar over there. They're open every single day during museum days, even Sunday, and they have a fun Milwaukee-themed scavenger hunt to get in on. So you can browse 10,000 bobbleheads at the Bobblehead Museum, and that is uh, right there on Walker's Point. At first, I think Pittsburgh there, right next to the, right tucked behind the Collectivo Coffee there. There's no reason to not step into a museum during museum days. Get in out of the cold, get a little culture, get some color and some creativity. Also, the Groman Museum, which I know Debbie Lazaga, our traffic anchor and also reporter, she is actually going to stop at Jewish Museum Milwaukee and do a feature. Might get to talk to her with her about that. But the Groman Museum is one of the most unique museums in Wisconsin. It is on the MSOE campus downtown. And if you ever walk by, you look straight up on their roof, about four stories up, they have these massive, larger-than-life sculptures of people at work, whether it's a miner or a farmer. It's a fascinating museum with art all dedicated to working, whether it's paintings or sculptures. It's really fascinating. So don't miss out. Visit Milwaukee.org is the website to get in on Milwaukee Museum Days. And like I said, it goes even beyond Milwaukee into Cedarburg and Racine. But uh, helping you make the most of your Wisconsin experience. And museums are fun. So are restaurants. You can sip and sample your way through the city. Meet the chief experience officer of Milwaukee Food and City Tours to share the newest food-themed tour. That's next on What's on Tap on WTMJ. Welcome back to What's on Tap, a show all about culture and creativity here in Wisconsin. And I'm Sandy Max, and live on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline, Milwaukee Food and City Tours founder and chief experience officer, Teresa Nemitz. Teresa, how are you doing? Great on this very chilly, chilly night. It's been a string of chilly, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad that it's a little bit warmer. I hesitate to even use the word warm. But so what are you doing to uh, keep warm on this chilly night? Well, you know, that's the beautiful thing about when we do our tours in the wintertime. We've got buses and we take people around the city to show off the city and keep nice, cozy, warm, and uh, introduce them to some hidden gems, which I know that you guys had a chance to go on the Taco and Tequila Tour. It was so fun, Teresa. In November, uh, it was just a great experience. A group of Good Karma Brands teammates and I uh, took the Tacos and Tequila Tour, but it was right before Thanksgiving, so we went festive and kind of did Feliz Navidad, so uh, leaned into the holiday spirit and even stopped at some of the Parks that were lit up downtown, but you're right to pile onto a really sleek black bus that was driven by Ray, our study bus driver, and be entertained. Uh, you set us up with Bo, the singing tour guide, since it was Christmas time. We got to sing carols, but it's so easy to circulate around the city when somebody else is taking care of the travel and pointing out the landmarks as you're driving, and you get to have conversations while you're going. It was a really good time, but you know, we did get a little rowdy, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this That's is okay. Yeah, yes, and we have that happen all the time on our tours. And you know, I'm glad that you mentioned about Bo, our tour guide, because the tour guides are the star of the show, 
as well as these really hidden gem restaurants. I don't know, on that tour route, so you guys did tacos and tequila. On that tour, we take you to three different hidden gem Latino-owned restaurants for just what it says, tacos and tequila, (laughs) and then we do dessert. Now, had you ever been to any of those locations, though? That's just it. And it was so great to go to. I've driven by Cielito Lindo hundreds of times. Hadn't been in. El Jalapeno hadn't been there either. Uh, we, you set us up on the tour with a wonderful bakery called La Flor de Trigo. And we ended our evening with warm churros. But, you know, experiencing this with like 20 other people was interesting to hear where they'd been and what their recommendations were. And I want to share this review with you uh, from my teammate, Selena. We are here at Senor Real. Um, I enjoyed their frozen margarita. It was delicious. I have never been here before, and I've lived in Milwaukee my whole life, and I am half Hispanic, so I'm shocked in myself. Um, But I did text my dad, and he said, this is great Mexican food. So I... Our taco was great. Our experience is great. Ten out of ten recommend. <laughs> so that was the rave. We hear that all the time. We hear that all the time. We hear from people, I've lived in Milwaukee my whole life. I never knew about any of these locations. And, you know, we've been doing tours now for 17 years. And that really is why we started this this whole tour company 17 years ago. We wanted to show off Milwaukee. We wanted to show off these places that people have never heard of. And and that's what we do every single week on our different tours that we take people around Milwaukee on. And you're supporting local businesses, which I think is wonderful to be and able to bring supporting. groups and, and have people discover restaurants. Because like you said, and I'm practically married to a lifelong Milwaukeean, and he still hasn't been to a lot of the restaurants that we went to on this tour. Yep. And not only are we supporting all these locally owned businesses, but we're also helping a lot of small businesses because... A lot of times businesses are calling us and they're saying, I have my team in town for a meeting next week. We need to take them out to dinner. So instead of taking them to dinner, they want to do a tour with us or to do a lunch tour or just to take people for a Bloody Mary brunch. So we have a lot of companies that reach out. Um, as well as a lot of bachelorette parties and birthday parties where people are just looking for something to do and they want someone to take care of it all. And, and that's a nice thing for us. I mean, I, I say that we are the professional problem solvers because we just, you tell us the date and time, we take care of the rest. And you, like you said, you sit back, you let us do the driving and we'll narrate and tell you all about the locations we go to as well. You've got the hospitality covered for sure, Teresa. Well, I want to find out, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I love how seasonal and customized your tours are. And so when we come back, uh, a tour to tempt your taste buds in a truly traditional Wisconsin way. Teresa's going to share that next on WTMJ. (laughs) It's a funny song about a fine Wisconsin tradition that uh, I was able to dig up. This is What's on Tap on WTMG, where you get to experience culture and creativity from Wisconsin and around the world, and we're focusing on Wisconsin tonight. I'm Sandy Max, joined on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline by Milwaukee Food and City Tours founder and chief experience officer, Teresa Nemitz. And, Teresa, we had fun talking about the tacos and tequila tour that I went on in November, but what are other food-themed tours that you have on your schedule for January and February? 
Well, one of our most famous and most popular tours that's coming up is our Lenten Fish Fry Tour. There we so go. Milwaukee, yeah, Milwaukee, <laughs> like your song said, Milwaukee was known for its fish fry. And we really, at Milwaukee Food and Sea Tours, we take it up a notch or two or three because we go to three different stops for fish fry in a night, as well as, of course, have some custard, and we stop for a visit to a church. So well, it just is a really fun way to spend your Friday night. And it's a great way. I was saying it's a great way, Teresa. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just got excited because it's a great way to try different kinds of fish fries because some people do the potato pancakes, which I love, and coleslaw and like applesauce. You know, there are different ways to have your fish fry. And, and many people take great pride in how they batter their cod and that sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, Milwaukee, it was built on really three things, right? Faith beer, and fish. And so on the tour, we're telling the story of Milwaukee and the fish fry, how, you know, people first started having the fish fries on the old Jones Island and the wood shanties, and then eventually moving those fish fries into the bars and taverns and then into the churches. And and people know those stories, but, you know, a lot of times we get into those old habits and we just go to the place that we know and we think of for our favorite fish fry. But this Sure, lets you kind of discover some new places. That's just it. I think we get in that habit because it's a because fish fry just itself is a very comforting experience, and you kind of go to the same places and kind of hope to see the same people. But you're right, branch out and experience different neighborhoods and different fish fries. And it's also like you said, what Milwaukee's built on: faith, beer, and fish. And you mentioned Jones Island, and I had just learned recently on a Milwaukee PBS documentary by John Gerda about Jones Island and about how. The fish fry really got started in that little patch along the lakefront of Milwaukee. Yep, down at that little old fishing village that was down um, really now where the port of Milwaukee is. And, you know, I think that's really what started what's become this huge tradition, right? Milwaukeeans, if you walk down the street and you ask people, where's your favorite fish fry location? Everyone has an answer to that. Kind of like we all have an answer of like, you know, where your favorite place is for an old fashioned, Right. So we love to be able to take people and, and really kind of tell the story of Milwaukee through the tour and through the stops that we go to. I think something that we really pride ourselves on with that fish fry tour is that not only do we do the stops for the fish fries, but we also always go to a church. So we um, this year are going to St. Constantine and Helen, which is the Greek Orthodox Church in Wabatosa, and they just give us a great tour. And they also have just a really fantastic fish fry. And so I think that, you know, it's more than just fish. It's about faith. It's about Milwaukee and and kind of telling that story. It's a wonderful way to learn about the history of the city. Like you said, whether we've been here for a really long time and grew up here, or we talk about people who are new to the city. It's a great way to discover and get excited about the history and the, the, the lore of Milwaukee. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we like to take people sometimes to places on that fish fry tour where, you know, maybe they didn't think of being able to go. So, like, for example, the Harley-Davidson Museum, uh, they have a great restaurant there and just a really fantastic fish fry. Um, I know a lot of people always think of the old Turner Hall for their fish fry favorites, and now they have turning tables there, and so being able to go there. And then, of course, to end with frozen custard at Kit's Frozen Custard. But um, if anyone wants to get those tickets, you can buy those tickets at MilwaukeeFoodTours.com. It's always a sellout, but we are offering it for lunch and for dinner this Lenten season. Lunch? What a great idea. I hadn't yeah, thought I of that. 
Yeah, well, it sells out so much on for the evening tours. And so this year we decided, you know what, we're going to try it out for lunchtime as well. And sometimes people don't want to go out at night, but this is their chance to join us on a Milwaukee Food and City tour during the lunchtime. And in the time that you're going to spend, like I just heard it when you said Harley-Davidson Museum and Motor, the restaurant there, like that's just yet another detail you've paid attention to because if you're taking a tour and learning about Milwaukee, you got to learn about Harley-Davidson and 115 years here and and see the little shed where it started right there on the campus. I, I just think that's wonderful, that subtle but well-thought-out level of detail that you really make sure that it isn't just eating and drinking and piling on a bus and having some laughs. It really is a tour guide, and you're going to leave learning something. And you saw that on the tours that you went on. And we just love to be able to tell the story of Milwaukee through whatever kind of food or tour we are offering. And now I have inside jokes with some of my teammates because we really had a good time. So thank you for (laughs) all that you're doing to help people experience Milwaukee in a wonderful way, whether you've been here all your life or brand new to the city. MilwaukeeFoodTours.com is the website. Uh, I'm also looking at the calendar, Teresa, and I'm going to mention... Milwaukee's Bloody Mary brunch tour, because not everyone is doing Dry January, but also the Churches and Chocolate tour. You know, every Sunday, that Bloody Mary brunch tour, every Sunday, it is so fun and always a great time. As well as Churches and Chocolate. I mean, how could you not? (laughs) Exactly. Teresa, thank you so much for spending time with us. Stay warm and check out MilwaukeeFoodTours.com. I look forward to hanging out with you and seeing you again soon. Thanks, Sandy. Have a great night. You too. And it's been all about having uniquely Wisconsin experiences on the show tonight so far. Milwaukee Museum Days, Milwaukee Food and City Tours. Next, I'll let you know an experience that I had that was historic and helpful. What did I check off my Milwaukee bucket list? I'll share with you this magical experience after we get an update from the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Here's Wyatt Barmore-Pooley. Sandy Max, thank you for listening. Yesterday, I had a unique Milwaukee bucket list experience at the historic landmark downtown, the Pabst Theater. You know, where you see a Christmas carol and great concerts. If you look directly up, way up high, there is a chandelier. It's not just any chandelier. It's a chandelier that weighs over a ton. And once a year, a sort of ceremonious event occurs. That massive chandelier is lowered by hand, cranking it like they did when it was built in the 1800s, down to the level of the theater seats so volunteers can clean the 30,000 crystals of grime and dust that accumulates over the year. I've wanted to clean the Paps Theater chandelier for years, ever since I heard about it. Come now with me to the theater. These are audio highlights from a sparkling, magical video just produced by digital content manager Dylan Hunter-Carter. I'm Sandy Max with WTMJ, and I am very excited to be inside the Paps Theater after hours, eye level with one of the huge, beautiful, multi-crystalled chandeliers, and with one of the volunteers who makes sure it sparkles. What's your name? Sandra Wicker. Sandra, how many years have you been volunteering to polish these beautiful chandeliers? 
if you wouldn't have had that little hiccup that everyone was going through, this probably would have been my time you doing it. How did you get started? I ushered here. And I was talking to the house manager and he kind of mentioned about how I they bring it down and there are volunteers that come in and just say, I'd love to do that. What is it about it that attracts people like you and me that we want to get our hands on this history? This is a gem of a building. It's the fourth oldest continuous running theater in the country, built in 1895. We don't have too many of these in the country anymore, unfortunately, you know, people tear things out and put it in the parking lot. Well, we're smart. We preserve them here in Milwaukee. Thank you, Michael Cudahy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what do you use to clean each of these crystals? And how many crystals are there? There's about 33,000. I haven't counted them. <laughs> and it's an environmentally friendly window cleaner. So you just get your spray bottle and some and cloth? cloth and kind of slowly and carefully. The chandelier has been up here since 1976. It's not the original. We don't know where the original is or what it looked like. Um, so you basically very gently, you don't want to pull too hard, you break off the, the wires. Because uh, it is kind of a bit on the holes. <laughs> Antique, we prefer to call it. Collective. There you go. Collective. There you go. So when I walked in to the theater, just to even see it lowered and understand the perspective of just how huge this chandelier is and the beautiful glow, it really is an impact. What did you feel like the first time you saw the chandelier up close? There were no words. There really weren't. There really weren't. And I have to say that yesterday we took a lunch break and we were sitting here eating our sandwiches and just admiring oh yeah <laughs> you take it in it looks so much different from when we started because there was a slight film on it not as bad as last year last year the crystals were fuzzy because it hadn't been done for five years oh it's sat in here since like 2019 well we hadn't had the opportunity to bring it down there have been a lot of glitches in the system and the light bulbs have to be switched out any electrical work that needs to be done this is a time to do it what is one of the most surprising things that you've learned in cleaning the chandelier. I think the way that it's actually constructed because each crystal is linked by a wire to the crystal underneath it but then there's also a wire that goes along the back of all of the crystals it kind of reinforces it and another thing I need to point out if you come to the Paps Theater and the third floor is open go up to the third floor go to the center entrance of the auditorium and you will be at eye level with the chandelier. And if you turn around and do this, you can do a selfie with the chandelier background. That's a good tip, Sandra. Either that or you can come and volunteer and help us polish it. You can get all kinds of selfies. Because then what you're going to do is you're going to spray. And then you just start rubbing and slowly work your way down the strand. So then as you come down, and just see the colors come out. It was amazing yesterday. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Let there be light. And just be careful for these lights oh, yeah. they get extremely hot. Oh, Our cloth comes in contact with the bulb, it could start up. Let's not do that. Hey, remember that time saying you should leave just like the pants Yeah, on no, 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 we're not. And Captain Pass isn't there to bail us out. Because it was actually a theater here before the Pap Theater was built. And it was a wooden structure, which that was the norm back then. Wooden structures, gas lights. <laughs> fire. Mm -hmm. Captain Caps was in Europe at that time, and they telegraphed him. There was fire bubble, and he telegraphed that. We built. So that's when this came. And this was one of the first to have electricity. So it was 
We also had air conditioning, which was blocks of ice in the ceiling with fans going over it. I kid you not. But it worked. But it worked. <laughs> Sandra Wicker is a wealth of historical knowledge and a joy to spend time with. She was so kind and welcoming. You can see her in the video that we have posted at WTMJ.com. And Paul Solomon of Milwaukee also volunteered this year. And he shared with me his feelings about the massive chandelier at the Paps Theater. I work here at the theater, so ushering here, you see it every night when you're here, and it's absolutely amazing. And to see it down and see how large it is and how small it makes the theater look, it's absolutely incredible. And while you're cleaning it, it's just mesmerizing, just looking at the lights and everything like that. So It really is. You can see the sparkling video posted now at WTMJ.com and on the News Radio 620 WTMJ Facebook page. Dylan Hunter-Carter, our WTMJ digital content manager, really just, I think he captured just how hypnotic and beautiful and massive this chandelier experience is. And it's fascinating because when you walk in, you're, you're awestruck. But this chandelier, the whole 2,000 pounds of it continues to move ever so slowly. So it's kind of meditative. It was magical. Something you can only do in Milwaukee's historic Paps Theater. And you walk into history when you walk into that venue and the Pabst Theater does this every year it's not always January but keep an eye on it because uh, it's based on the performance schedule but keep an eye on it if you too want to uh, buff and polish some of those 33,000 crystals on the chandelier I'm Sandy Mag stay with me uh, where you can have a lot of fun during your dry January next on WTMJ I'm Sandy Max and we like to Explore culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world on What's on Tap. And some of the most creative things you can do are in the world of mixology. And whether you're doing dry January or not, you should know about some cool things happening in the non-alcoholic bar scene here in Milwaukee. And that's exactly what our friend Jessica Gatzow from the WTMJ Newsroom did. The dining and night. The Brew City can unsurprisingly be an alcohol-centric world, but not everyone wants to live up to Wisconsin's reputation as the drunkest state in America. Alcohol has become this pervasive element of our lives that, okay, if I'm going out to eat, I'm going to get a cocktail, I'm going to get a beer, I'm going to get a wine. Even if you don't even want that thing, even if the alcohol is not what you're going for, it's just become a, an almost uh, knee-jerk reaction to being out. Owner of Discourse Coffee, Ryan Castellas, is a barista and a mixologist. He says that although N.A. Beverages are important options for people who strictly avoid alcohol. They're not the largest customer base for the distillers of non-alcoholic spirits. Sober people are probably 10 to 15% of the market share. Really the people that these companies are marketing to is people who have chosen sobriety for a round or an evening or a week or a month. And as for the term mocktail, it is the most damaging and deleterious word in this space. To call something a mocktail is literally saying it's mocking cocktails. It's making fun of a cocktail. More and more restaurants in the Milwaukee area are making efforts to be inclusive of the decision to be sober, whether it's a permanent lifestyle or a choice for the day or the week. I've been fortunate to help create awareness, promote and highlighting what it means to normalize not drinking. Eric Kennedy chose to stop drinking about eight years ago, and he's since been on a quest to find the best non-alcoholic options for beer, wine and cocktails in Milwaukee. Kennedy helps Visit Milwaukee, keep track of which restaurants and bars are offering more than a juice or a Shirley Temple as alternatives. Those NA distilled spirits to me, they still taste like a bourbon or they have hints of a tequila or whiskey. 
Kennedy says the places with the best non-alcoholic options use high-quality ingredients and feature NA options just as prominently as alcohol on a menu. And unfortunately, we're still in that space of if I don't see it on the menu, I'm going to potentially be nervous to ask about it because I don't want to get called out or I don't want to have this ongoing intrusive potentially conversation about why are you not drinking, right? One place you will definitely not encounter that question is intoxicated in Racine. The dry bar, or as manager Jeff Gustin calls it, a so bar, is 100% alcohol free. Our top three drinks would probably be the smoked old fashioned, which is your Wisconsin classic and we put a smoke top on it and smoke it with oak chips right before it's served and then a, a blackberry sage refresher and probably a prickly pear margarita. The Sobar is also a safe place for someone who might be sober curious or is struggling with a form of alcoholism but doesn't feel ready to try a program like AA. They can get back to the fun things they used to do without having to worry about alcohol being present. We say a no regrets nightlife, it's because you're going to remember everything. This winter, a new bar concept called Equal Parts is coming to the Discourse Coffee Shop in downtown Milwaukee. Cast says the bar will offer over a dozen specialty cocktails that are identical in every way but the alcohol content. You're going to be handed the same menu, you're going to receive the same glassware, you're going to receive the same garnish, the drinks are going to look very similar, and really the only difference is going to be whether or not your drink contains or does not contain alcohol. Kennedy, Gustin, and Castellas all agree that alcohol is not the ingredient that defines a cocktail. Cocktail is a thoughtful composition of two or more ingredients that create a sum that is better than its parts. Cheers to a more inclusive bar scene in Milwaukee. For WTMJ News, I'm Jessica Gatso. And Equal Parts is now open if you want to check that out. And even if you're not doing dry January, you can let your friends who are know. Or if you're doing damp January where you're not completely pulling back from booze. But it's nice to know that there are these social options because that is one of the things I've discovered as I've been doing dry January is there is a there's still a feel of having a, a a glass in your hand or a, a can of beer in your hand. So it's nice to know that there are places you can go that are replicating that while still having great flavors. And one more place to suggest to you is five o'clock steakhouse, you know, the kind of place where you go and have an old fashioned boy before you have dinner. They have what they have clock tails and that's like a no hito. So you can still go to a, a place where it's very social and very steakhouse and supper club and fun. And still pull back with a clocktail at 5 o'clock Steakhouse. Next, we're going to get a little rowdy with an Irish-inspired song by Scythian. Next on What's on Tap on WTMJ. And now, feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear. Most blogs are going to be playing at 10. These go to 11. Hey there, I'm Sandy Max. I have had Ireland on the brain planning a trip for May. If you want to join me, just email me, Sandy at WTMJ.com. I'll send you the brochure, S-A-N-D-Y at WTMJ.com, because you know how much fun Ireland is going to be. And on St. Patrick's Eve, March 16th, at the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center of Wisconsin, Scythian is going to play, and it's going to sound a lot like this. This is called Hey Mama Ya. Hey mama ya, mama hey mama yo, save me from hell for the roosters crow. Hey mama do, mama hey mama dee, just a dead man's letter from the potter's field. Hey mama ya, mama hey mama yo, save me from hell for the roosters crow. Hey mama do, mama hey mama dee, just a dead man's letter from the potter's field.
by me and beyond a stone Stay with me a while longer till the new moon Save me from the curse of a Creole tune Hey Baba Yam, Baba Hey Baba Yo Save me from hell for the roosters grow Hey Baba Do, Baba Hey Baba G Just a dead man's letter from the potter's field Take me to the place where the church bells ring Let me float on a boat through the bayou Where I once was a boat before I had to choose Hey mama ya, mama hey mama yo Save me from hell for the rooster's gold Hey mama yo, mama hey mama gee Just a dead man's letter from the potter's field Get caught on the grave diggers watch Lead me through this limo through the promised land Release me from the grip of the evil hand Hey mama ya, mama hey mama yo Save me from hell for the rooster's crow Hey mama do, mama hey mama gee Just a dead man's letter from the potter's field In the company of other lost souls Looking for a door that was never closed Hey mama ya, mama hey mama yo Save me from hell for the rooster's crow Hey mama do, mama hey mama gee Just a dead man's letter from the potter's field show. The band is called Scythian. The song you need to hear tonight is called Hey Mama Ya. You can sing along 
Saturday, March 16th, St. Patrick's Eve at the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center of Wisconsin. Be a very fun performance in a very historic building there at 21st and Wisconsin. And you can catch up on What's on Tap from Tuesday, where the man who's bringing that band to town, his name is Rory Modlinski, and he is the booking agent and marketing director of the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center of Wisconsin. And we had a lot of fun on that show, including, uh, I'll call it a micro-concert by Rory with a guitar he bought in Galway. You can catch up on the podcast at WTMJ.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can catch up on the videos, too, at our YouTube channel. And uh, thank you very much for listening. You can also see the brand new video uh, that our teammate Dylan Hunter Carter at WTMJ edited of the cleaning of the chandelier at the Pabst Theater. I'm Sandy Max. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'll be back with you tomorrow night at 6. WTMJ News is next.